You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. One of three podcasts you'll be getting today, as you will be getting every Thursday going forward. Good show for you today. We're going to talk about that disaster of a cast announcement launch on TikTok last night by Jesse Palmer. We'll talk about some of the bios from some of the women, the challenge on MTV last night. Got some thoughts on that. The Special Forces show on Fox debuted. I definitely have some thoughts on that show. And we've got an update. Someone has spoken that is very close to the situation regarding the TJ Holmes, Amy Robach story, something we've been talking about for literally the last month. We've got someone who has spoken out and put something on record. I will get to that, and we'll get to all the other stuff momentarily. This podcast is brought to you by Green Chef, certified meal kit company. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. What you got to do is go to greenchef.com slash realitysteve60. That's a new code. I've been giving you an older code in the past. This is the new code greenchef.com slash realitysteve60 and use code realitysteve60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash realitysteve60. Use code realitysteve60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. So let's get started. Uh, Yesterday, when I had said, hey, the cast announcement is coming today, you all know that they released the cast, potential cast members for Zach's season back in September, about three or four days before they started filming. And I was telling you last night, man, I know that there are women that did not make the final cut. And I knew Vanessa was one of them, and Vanessa Esparson, and I knew Sloane Clay was one of them. But I was like, I literally went through my Instagram up and down. I'm going through it five times. I went to my back to my spoilers. I'm like, who am I missing that didn't make the cut? They posted 33 women And I know that 30 made the final cast, and who are these three? I know who two of them are. Well, of course, I was wrong the whole time. It was always 32 women, and it was always two women that didn't make it, not three. I don't know why I had it in my head that three women didn't make it, but that's the way it was, and that's why I couldn't find my answer, and that's why when I looked at my Instagram and went through all 32 women five different times and was you know writing stuff down and using X's and, and lining stuff out, I couldn't find that third woman. Well, that's because there was only two, and that was the two that I knew, Vanessa and Sloan. So there you go. Now, as for the launch yesterday, um, it, if you saw it on TikTok, the first 10 minutes were an absolute train wreck. Jesse Palmer, who was in, he's in Florida. I don't know where he was, but his connection was horrible. And you could literally hear every third word. The thing that I didn't understand was from the second that show started, everybody in the comments was saying, can't hear you, sound is choppy. I don't know why it took them about five minutes before a producer came on and said, hey, Jesse, can you turn off your Wi-Fi? People are having trouble hearing you. He turns off his Wi-Fi and nothing changes. And then another five minutes go by and Jesse is cutting in and out. You can't hear barely anything that he's saying. And it took them 10 minutes. They finally regrouped. They shut off the live and they said, we'll figure it out. We'll come back. And then they came back about 30 minutes later and he did the whole thing uninterrupted. The sound was fine. But. Just, I don't know why it took them so long to cut that thing off. Like, what was the point of that? How did they not know that they couldn't hear? I don't know. Maybe the producer on that end doesn't understand. 
and they're not listening to the feed that we're listening to. That's why they just assumed, oh, this is clear, and maybe some people are just having phone problems. But yeah, that was pretty bad. But finally got around to uh, getting to it. Here's what I'll say about this, and not saying that Chris Harrison did it so much better, but I don't remember it being this scripted because at the time that Jesse launched, BachelorNation.com posted the headshots and bios of all the women on the show this season. And Jesse gets on the live and goes in order and reads all 30 women's bios. That's all he does. He's literally reading verbatim, word for word, what they wrote. Yes, maybe on occasion he threw in like, oh, pay attention to this girl's limo entrance. You... You, you want to stick around for that or, I mean, it was, it, but it was so vague and some of them you already know because you know, the spoilers that I put out there, the one, the one that stuck out to me that he mentioned was Holland's limo entrance. He said, you know, make sure there are no kids around the TV during Holland's limo entrance. And I told you what Holland's limo entrance was because Zach had his, um, uh, he had a one-on-one in Holland with Rachel Holland on this season makes a, a out of the limo when she meets Zach makes a reference to something along the lines of you want to be in this Holland. You know, you were in you were in the wrong Holland, you need to be in this Holland or something like that. Which is a funny line. Uh very sexual. There's always a sexual line one or two out of the limo. So Holland's got that one this season. But other than that, very vague stuff. He didn't add anything new. And it's just we're sitting here watching it And not that I expect him to give anything away. He's not going to give anything away for the season. But to just come on and just read something that your own website, BachelorNation.com, had just posted, like, we can read. We We know how to read the site. We know how to look at the pictures and look at their bios and read what they say. I don't see why they have to make this a live... Like... I understand doing a, hey, this is the first time, you know, yeah, we released stuff back in September, but only the diehards even follow that. This is the first time to the public who don't pay attention back in September, hey, these are the women for your season. Okay, it gets people fired up for the season. But I don't know. Just have Jesse come on and do something completely different. Him coming on and reading their bios literally word for word. I'm like, this isn't this isn't interesting whatsoever. He's not adding any insight. Like Brianna, I'm just, I have it pulled up. So it's on Brianna right now. So Brianna's paragraph said, Brianna is a boss woman looking to add some love to her life. She's a smart, she is smart, entrepreneurial and creative, which led to her owning a successful beauty company at just 24 years old. And Jesse is just reading this word for word. I don't understand it. It doesn't add to anything. They got to change this. Do a launch. That's fine. I'm fine with the launch, but. Either have Jesse memorize the whole thing or just give his take. And granted, he's not going to remember women from night one who barely made any sort of impression and he doesn't know and spent no time with during the season. But I don't know what you do, but this isn't it. Coming on and reading word for word verbatim what's on your own website is stupid. Let's knock this off. Now, the other thing. I know this is a big thing with other podcasts. In fact, you're going to hear on today's Thursday podcast with the Rose Pricks. If you've heard that podcast, um, Cecily Nobler, um, and, uh, I'm sorry, I'm, <laughs> I'm totally blanking. She's going to hate me now. Um, 
Stephanie, they are on today's Thursday podcast, and they do a two-podcast breakdown of the bios. And look, I get it. Everybody can do whatever they want when it comes to the bios. I just... I say this every season and maybe it just goes in one ear and out the other for people. I don't know. I don't know. And maybe I should have given the Rose pricks uh, a, a stronger warning or not a warning or whatever. Cause like I said, they can do what they want, but you know, you've seen the bios on these on batronation.com. It's got a paragraph and then these fun facts. I'm telling you these fun facts aren't them. At no point did any of these women tell a producer these fun facts about them or write down in any sort of application, hey, name some fun facts about you. I know this because past contestants have told me this. They're like, I never said that ever. I never wrote that down and I never told a producer that. So yet we're going to have podcasts over the next two weeks up until leading up to Zach's season that are going to dedicate a whole podcast to talking about these women's bios and judging them based on things that they said in their fun facts. I mean, let's be honest. That's what they do. And that's fine if it was real, but it's not real. You're basically judging them off something that never even happened. Never even wrote. Like, I I don't even know off the top of my head. I just remember reading somebody wrote something about, um, they love hot dogs. That was like a fun fact about them. They love hot dogs. Okay. Well, that person never wrote that. A producer wrote that in a bio. So why are they making people, why are we already starting off the season with a bunch of lies from production? These women did not write their fun facts. I don't know how much to tell you this. So it seems kind of an effort in futility to spend a podcast on it. If you want to spend a podcast talking about like what they wore in their picture, okay, I don't know how long that can get you in a podcast, but Considering they all look alike, not physically look alike, but the fact that they're all looking somewhat like high school senior photos with the poses and stuff like that, I guess you could talk about that, but how long can that take up in a podcast? I'm just telling you, the fun facts that are what people love to focus on, and I know that there are podcasts out there that do it, and will literally just go through one by one. Let's go through 30 women and look at the things that they say and these fun facts those fun facts aren't true. So it seems really counterproductive to focus any attention on it and give this show in this particular spot any sort of attention regarding their fun facts when they're not even true. These women did not write them. These women don't believe in. They didn't say it. (laughs) So production is just getting you to talk about their season by making shit up. I don't know what to tell you, but that's where we're at. And Is it going to stop any podcast from doing it? No, probably not. But there's a reason I stopped doing this years ago is when I first found out because I thought they were every time the, every time the bios came out back. I mean, I can't remember what year I stopped. I want to say 20, 2017, 2018 or something is when I heard that they didn't even write any of the stuff in their bios and it's all made up by production. So I stopped it because I'm like, this is pointless. Why am I giving production any credit for writing something remotely funny. You know, it just doesn't. And then when you look at some of these fun facts, you're just like, that's really a fun fact about yourself. And then these women will get criticized by the people who are doing podcasts about their fun facts. Cause they'll be like, Oh my God, this person thinks that's a fun fact about themselves. I'd, I'd choose something else. Stop it. They didn't write it. 
They didn't say it. So that's what I mean. But I know people are going to do what they're going to do. Podcasts are going to do what they do. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to give this show, and I haven't for the last four or five years. It's just not, it's just not something that I'm interested in. Um, once I found out that that is all made up, I got out of that business. All right, let's talk about the challenge from last night. Another episode where they kind of set you up <laughs> of of who might possibly be meeting in the zone and who might be going home because they did spend a lot of time on Mariah's relationship with Fessy and also Nani and being upset that she could possibly be leaving and knowing that she'd be up, good chance that she might ha- end up in the zone and it was a good match. It seems like all these zone head-to-heads really come down to like the final two seconds. And if that was, unless that was edited differently, uh, it's very possible that Nani and Mariah didn't finish as close to each other as they did, but editing made it seem like they did. I don't know for sure. You'd have to ask somebody who was actually there. Regardless, it was a close finish from what they showed us, but. Mariah lost because uh, she misspelled devotion, spelled a D-E-V-O-T-O-I-N. Obviously, she knows how to spell devotion, but she was going so fast, didn't realize her mistake. So Nani wins and Mariah gets sent to basically sequester because her ride or die Fessy is still there. The interesting part about last night's episode, which is just kind of a head scratcher. I've watched pretty much all these challenges. Have we ever seen TJ's wife appear on any of the challenges for anything? It was just so random. He's like, hey, this zone head to head is going to be watched by my wife. We're going to bring her in. And I thought maybe she would add something or she would be part of it. Not involved in it, but. I don't know. It it literally made no sense unless TJ maybe put it in his contract like, hey, I want my wife now appearing at least on one episode a season. Obviously, I know when TJ goes to film the show, his wife goes out there with him and stays with him, and she's there the whole time. It's not like she flew in for this episode and then flew back home. And I've seen TJ's wife before. You know, He talks about her on his Instagram. But that was just so random. My wife's going to come in and watch this zone head to head. Okay. And then during the zone head to head, I think at one point we see TJ lean into her and say, Oh, she's putting the letters up first and then trying to solve it. That's not a good strategy. We didn't hear the wife say anything in return. The match ends. Nani wins. And then his wife goes bye-bye. I didn't. (laughs) What was the point of that? I, that was bizarre. As far as I know, I don't think he's ever brought her onto the show for any reason. And that just seemed like there was really no reason to bring her on. I thought maybe she was going to read the rules. Maybe she was going to be the judge and have to judge and and have to be like the one to determine a winner. No, you just stood there and watched and then left. It's just that was a head scratcher to me. I didn't get it. But Nani wins. And now Fessy has to stay alive for Mariah to stay in the game. Right? Yeah. So let's move on to Special Forces on Fox. If you saw it last night, what'd you think? 
Um, as I mentioned yesterday, this isn't like some hokey dokey reality show where it's a bunch of goofing off. And I mean, this is some real shit. This is military training and they're really being put through the ringer. It was pretty much exactly what I expected. Hard ass coaches that have years of training in the military, special ops, all that stuff. Um, I, it, it's exactly what I expected. However, here are two things, a couple things I wanted to point out. Number one, I understand that when you're in the military, and look, I'm not speaking from any experience. I've never been in the military, but I've seen enough movies and TV shows and seen enough documentaries to know that, yes, your military, your your squad leaders, I don't even know what the names of them are, but what these coaches are doing, that's how you're treated. You know, you're not giving special treatment when you're there. You're no better than anybody else. Uh, and you're yelled at, and you're constantly told to pick it up and, and do all this stuff. I get that. But on this show, do we really need them convening after the challenges, the the four guys, and basically making fun of the contestants? I mean, it's just like, what did you expect out of Jamie Lynn Spears? You expect her to just bear crawl through, you know, mud and and come out and just be totally fine? Like, you know, that's what I'm saying. I just like, okay, we don't need them basically ripping on the contestants. I have no problem, you know, pushing them to their limits and having the coaches trying to get as much out of them as possible. But adding these extra segments when they were away from the cast and essentially making fun of them, what's the point of that? Secondly, it's very clear that none of the athletes are going to quit. They just don't have it in them. They're genetically trained to not quit they grew up that way so it's almost like we're dealing with two different sets of contestants here you've got athletes and then you've got the celebrities who at any point can quit because they're not made for this this isn't what you what any of them are interested in doing let's face it these celebrities are on the show because it's a paycheck and it's a way to just keep their brand name out there nobody would voluntarily sign up for this. I mean, I get that they still had to, they still chose to do it. Nobody forced them. Nobody kidnapped them, threw them in a truck and then flew them to, um, wherever they're filming. I forget Judan, uh, or Jordan, wherever it is. Um, I get it, but I, and and one of the, one of the, the coaches says these celebrities think they have what it takes to be in special forces. No, they don't. I don't think any of those people went there thinking, I'm going to beat this thing. I'm better. I could be in the military. I don't think any of them thought that. I think every single one of them went there thinking, this is going to be a major challenge, and I'm going to see if I can get through it. But positioning it as that the celebrities think that they can beat this system or think they have what it takes, I don't think any of them actually really think that. Let's face it. They were contacted. Their agents were contacted. Hey, we're shooting a reality show here. It's going to be about military training. Would you be like, that's how this show was cast. You know, like I said, over half this cast has been on reality shows before. They're just going through the reality show cycle and just rebranding people. So enough with that. Um, I think I was what two for four on the people that I thought would be eliminated in the first episode. The other thing was I thought four people were quitting. And when they were hyping the show, they said four people will be gone by the end of the first episode. I thought that meant quitting. Three of the four last night had to be removed because of sustaining injuries. Kate Gosselin, Dr. Drew, Montel Jordan. The only one who quit was um, 
the chef, Tyler Florence. He's the only one who just basically said, I can't do this and left. The other three were medically taken away. Now, knowing Kate Gosselin's history, I'm not going to sit here and call her a faker because she did fall awkwardly out of the helicopter into the water. And I'm sure she did kind of hurt herself, but can we stop putting her on reality television? Seriously. What does she add to anything? She's a spoiled woman. She's a brat. She didn't want, she got invited to dance with the stars. She didn't want to be there. Tony Dovolani has always said he's the worst. She's the worst partner he's ever had. Let's just stop putting her on reality TV. She adds nothing. There's nothing about her that I found redeeming, and there's nothing about her that I ever thought she would last more than 10 seconds out there. And this is exactly what happened. I'm not saying she wasn't injured. I'm just saying it wasn't a big loss to see her getting taken off the show. As for Hannah Brown, honestly, they didn't show a lot of her, especially in the challenges. She seemed to do well. I remember one challenge, I think after the fight challenge, the coach said, did, you know, she passed, she did really well, but for all the, she just was not shown very much during the actual things that they had to do. The tightrope, the fighting, uh, the running, um, I, we just never saw her very much in the first episode. So it makes me think that Hannah's going to not quit and she will definitely make it to the end. It sounds like there is no prize at the end of this thing. It is just who's going to make it 10 days and not quit. And then at the end, it's going to be like kind of like a, a very self-fulfilling thing to make it to the end of this show and uh, be declared somebody who made it through military training, which for sure, I mean, that's a, that's a huge deal. And I, all the credit goes out in the world to these people for what they're doing. Cause I'm watching that last night sitting on my recliner and I'm like, no, thank you. No chance. Not interested. No, I don't want to do that. And um, so all the credit to these people for doing it, but yeah, I, I had two of them, right? I had, um, or maybe only one. No, I said Kate Goslin and I had, um, no, I think Kate was the only one. Cause I didn't guess Dr. Drew. I, I originally had Tyler Florence and I changed it to Kate Goslin from him. So yeah, I only had one, but again, I thought this was based on quitting, not, Injuries. I, obviously, I can't predict who's going to get injured, but yeah, Montel Jordan and Dr. Drew had to leave uh, because of injuries sustained. Dr. Drew, dehydration. Montel Jordan broke his thumb. And Tyler Florence is the only one that quit. And then Kate Gosselin had a neck injury. So those are the four that are gone. But it was uh, it, it's a very intense show. It's certainly not for the um, weak of heart. And it's very intense, but very inspirational. So I'll definitely be watching every week. I hope it's not two hours every week. I hope it's, I think it's just one though. The premiere was, was only two hours. And finally, I want to wrap up with this. We have someone who spoke in the, um, TJ Holmes, Amy Robach affair. And it is TJ Holmes, F <laughs> F wife, ex wife, Merrily. Feibig is how you pronounce her last name. I don't know. F-I-E-B-I-G. But Feibig released a statement through her attorney. Or the attorney spoke, and I guess this is Marilee's words. But TJ's ex-wife, in case you haven't seen it, said this. During the holiday season and in light of the challenging times, Marilee's sole focus has remained on the overall best interests of her nine-year-old daughter. 
To that end, TJ's lawyer and I have been working together to move their divorce forward privately, expeditiously, expeditiously, and as amicably as possible. Okay, fair enough. But then she went on to say, notwithstanding, we continue to be disappointed by TJ's lack of discretion, respect, and sensitivity toward Marilee and the party's daughter. Marilee has been touched by the outpouring of support and looks forward to a new beginning in the new year. End quote. So that's been my whole point ever since I started covering the story and TJ and Amy were caught out in public. It is kind of disrespectful. I understand that he is a single man and he can date whoever he wants. But once they were caught the first time, I think at that point you could have said, hey, look, doesn't need to break up with Amy, but let's not take trips to fucking Miami and just hang out on the dock. It just looks bad. And this is the same exact stance I took with the on a, on a much smaller scale, obviously, because it's not like Victoria was married to Johnny and they were going through a divorce. But I just said, look, it's just a bad the optics look bad. You don't have to go do this. You're choosing to because you want to get attention. And that's exactly what Victoria and Greg did. And it's exactly what TJ and Amy are doing. They're doing this for attention. You don't have to take a trip to Miami. You don't have to walk the streets of New York and go into New York restaurants arm in arm and holding hands and kissing. But you're choosing to because you don't care. And it is disrespectful, I think, to their exes. That's just my feeling. I don't think anybody, everybody feels that way, and that's fine. But when her lawyer says it, that clearly feel, makes me know that Marilee feels that way, disrespected by the way TJ's acting in public. And that's been my whole point since the beginning. So I'm on Marilee's side on this. I have no problem with TJ and Amy dating. They're probably going to lose their jobs over it, but that's their choice. I just think that they don't need to be flaunting themselves out in public as many times as they have since this story broke. That's all. So anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. With three podcasts coming today, your Sports Daily is going to be coming in the next hour. And then an hour after that will be Thursday's interview podcast podcast number 320 with the rose pricks i hope you listen to that podcast and uh, we talk about how they got started how long they've been in the business how long they're doing this their favorite seasons their favorite contestants and then just talk about the uh, the show in general so i hope you enjoy that so thank you all for tuning in really appreciate it and uh, like i said sports daily is coming in an hour and then podcast 320 an hour after that thank you all for listening and I will talk to you tomorrow. See you!